but I had to actually ask myself better questions and kind of unlearn things. And I wonder if it would be helpful to you as you go through the next three months to ask, okay, what can I do? I'm going to stop focusing on all the things I can't do or all the things that aren't working. I am only going to focus on what I can control. That's a po- that is powerful as hell. If you want to make some crazy ass traction in your life, y'all, just do things that you can do and that you can control. This helps with anxiety. This helps with productivity. This helps with traction. It's so powerful to just go, okay, yeah, but what resources do I have? Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hello, it's Rach here. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. I'll be your host, your friend, your sister, your confidant, your advice columnist. I'll basically be anything you need me to be except your mom because I already have four kids and they're a lot of work. We're going we're gonna to talk about some really important stuff today. We're going to dive deep into some tactics that I think can be really helpful in getting you to make massive traction in the next three months. That's what I want to talk about. How do we, in whatever capacity you are working in your life, whether that is personal, professional, you want to get out of debt, you want to get your grades up at school, you want to improve your relationship, you want to attract more abundance and more wealth into your life, or you want to start, you know, getting out of a bad mindset, whatever it is, what if you could do things today that would drastically change the amount of traction you make? What if you could be in a completely different place three months from today than you are right now? What if you could be in such a better place, so much better off doing so great in three months? And I'm just going to let you know right now, because as I'm saying these things, it kind of sounds like I'm about to sell you a used car. Um, I don't have anything to sell you. So I always just feel like it's important because I am such a nerd. I love podcasts and I love YouTube videos and I watch them so much and I learn from teachers all over the world and I'm so grateful. But man, is there anything more frustrating than when you go to watch like a YouTube video that you think is going to teach you something and really they just do this whole build up to like, and if you buy this thing, then blah, 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 then you'll have the answers. So I'm not going to sell you anything. That's what I want you to know right now. I don't have anything to sell you. Um, I'm just going to give you a bunch of ideas. And the reason I'm sort of putting it in those terms, like, wow, three months from today, your life could be totally different is because it's not a maybe. It's not a question. It's not could my life, it's a hundred percent. Your life could be totally different next week in a single moment. 
You could snap your fingers. You could make a change that drastically affects you for the rest of your life. We've all experienced some version of this, right? Like we've all had those moments where from one moment to the next, something shifted inside you and it was like a catalyst for drastic change. Sometimes good change, sometimes not so good change, but either way, you can make big leaps and bounds if you're conscious and if you're actively working. So we are, I'm recording this episode for you in the beginning of April. And I love this conversation right now because we've just finished the first quarter of the year. So in business, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. And in business, you're taught to look at your business, your revenue, your P&L, your balance sheet. You're taught to look at all of that quarterly. So if we look at the entire year, it can be overwhelming. But if we just break it down into parts, like anything else, it's so much easier to take on. And as a business owner, you're looking at things quarterly, not to just observe and you know, oh, okay, so this is how we're doing. You're looking at things quarterly because you're wanting to make adjustments and changes. If you're a new business owner, like I was back in the day, you might not look into how the business is doing until you get to the end of the year. Oftentimes, business owners, were so heads down and we're in the business and we're doing the work that we very rarely have time to work on the business instead of in the business. And what happens is you get to the end of the year and you're reviewing, but at that point, you've already missed your revenue projections. You've already missed the chance to grow your customer base. You've already missed all of these things and you're feeling really frustrated. So I want to take that concept of quarterly reviews, quarterly goals, and how do we make traction? I want to apply it to your personal life. You can absolutely use this conversation today to affect your business, certainly. I'm an entrepreneur, so that's kind of the lens that I look at everything through. But really, this conversation is for anybody. This is for you're 20 years old and you're trying to figure out what the heck to do with your life. This is for you're 62 and you're feeling stuck two years post-pandemic and you feel like you're spinning your wheels. It doesn't really matter where you are, what's going on with you. These are just some tried and true things that can help you make change, make traction, get better. I don't know. Maybe it's a sweeping generalization. Maybe not everybody thinks this way, but I'm trying to get better. I want to be a better version of myself than I am right now, like at the end of the year, I want to look back and be like, damn girl, good for you. You really grew. You changed. You became a better mom. You became kinder to yourself. You learned to love your body better. You learned to take care of yourself better. You showed up better for your community, whatever it is. I want to get better. And I assume that's the same for you. So if we want to get better, you cannot You cannot make great traction and great strides unless there's some intentionality behind what you're doing. So today I just want to talk about sort of a quarterly review of your life and some goal setting, some focusing in on where you want to be three months from today. Three months from today, everything can be so different. And the reason that's true is because you 
Who you are right now, the life you are living right now is 100% the result of the decisions you made three months ago or six weeks ago or three years ago. You are living the life of the decisions that a previous version of you made. So if that's true, that's like a universal law. That's always going to be true. So if you want a different result, you're going to have to do some different things. The first piece of this, and if you've hung out with me for a long time, you've, you have heard me talk about this before, but I don't care. I'm going to go down preaching like the same six things till the day I die. But one of them is you've got to look back and see where you are. We can get anywhere in the world. We can get to any destination on the map. If we know where we're going, yes, but knowing where you're going is not enough. You also have to know where you're starting from. What are your resources? What are the things that are going to slow you down? What are the things that are going to trip you up? What are the things that are going to make you believe you're not enough? Like we have to know what we're working with, right? And I don't think this is the opportunity to review your last 37 years, okay? We don't need, yes, do that in life with your therapist, dig in. But for today's purposes, I just want you to review the last three months. The last three months of your life, I would love for you to do a review. And there's a few different ways that you can approach this. The first thing is to review your calendar. So if you've hung out with me before, you've maybe heard me talk about a calendar audit. That's why I believe that we should keep everything in a calendar. I have literally everything in my life. Like I'll show you guys if you're watching this on YouTube. I can open up my calendar on my phone, but I have a different calendar for every part of my life. I've got a calendar for my kids' schedules. I've got one for my work schedule. I have my partner is, um, he travels a ton for work. So we have a shared calendar just so that we know when we're both in the same city. Um, I've got a calendar for anything that we're doing at the company. If we've got a launch or a podcast episode that's coming out, that's all in there. And the reason one (laughs) is organization. Obviously you need to know where you're going and when, but the reason I like a Google calendar or some kind of digital calendar is it's very easy to review the last three months. So when I do a calendar audit, I literally go back, start at the beginning of January and go through every day. And what I'm looking for, one, is, you know, what have I been up to? Am I doing things that matter? Am I doing things that add value? Am I doing things that make my life better? Am I showing up in the ways that I want to? Because I'm so busy and you're so busy. If you're not conscious of how you're spending your time, that's how we get to the end of a year and we don't have anything to show for it, right? So for me, I'm going to nerd out. I'm going to go one level deeper on my nerdiness, but I don't just have calendars. My calendars are color-coded. So I have a different color in my calendar for every single kind of activity. Recording this podcast for you right now in my calendar and podcasts are always purple. If it's, if I'm writing something like I write my Sunday email and I hope you guys are subscribed. And if you're not, you can go into the show notes and just tap it and you get an email from me every Sunday. So I write the Sunday email. Those are blue, right? So I have everything color coded according to what it is. I have The color yellow is anytime I'm doing something that's life-giving. So a massage, a dinner with my friends, 
going to yoga, um, a date with my boyfriend, uh, something, you know, taking my kids on spring break, like anytime it's life giving, that's yellow. Um, anytime I'm doing something, I always say this when I'm like doing a keynote or whatever, I've given this example. And this is the one people are always like their brain explodes. They're like, Oh my gosh. So I have a color the a light green color in my Google calendar is anytime I'm doing something that is directly related to money. Because as a business owner, it's very easy to do a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't actually make you money. And then you're like, why am I working 70 hours a week? And I'm not actually showing any abundance from this work that I'm putting in. And that was just sort of how I approached it after hearing about, you know, the 80-20 principle a gajillion times, which you should look up if you're not familiar with that I was like, okay, well, how do I keep track of the things that actually are moving the needle? Oh, I'll make them light green so that I know at a glance. Now, here's why this matters. I know at a glance, if I open up my February calendar and I don't see any green, we have a problem. If I don't see any yellow, we definitely have a big problem because that means I'm not doing anything. I'm not being intentional at all about doing things that are life-giving for me. I like to this process is really helpful to review because I just know right away if I'm like living life the way I want to be living it. This is also really powerful because I found myself, I don't know if any of you ever have gotten into something similar, but in my calendar, if I'm having a meeting with my team, it's the color blue. And I was going like inside of 2020, 2021, when we all got on, like after we had gotten through lockdown and we were just sort of working, I, my calendar was just blue. It was like six meetings a day, meetings on meetings on meetings on meetings. And I know part of that existed because we were working from home and we didn't really know how. And, but honestly, as the head of the company and the one creating the content, that is the worst that is the worst thing that I can use my time for. Honestly, if you are the leader of your business, a a true CEO, a true leader is supposed to be casting a vision for where you're going there. In my case, I'm the one who's actually writing the email. I'm the one who's recording this podcast. I'm doing the rage stuff. I'm doing all of that stuff. That's the most important thing that I can do. There's a great quote about business. And I don't know who originally said it, but it's like, do only the things that you can do. And so when I would look at my calendar and I would see I'm, I'm exhausting myself. I'm in meetings all day. Do I really need to be in these meetings? Can I delegate some of this responsibility? Can I give other people the, the ability to sign off so that I can actually create traction against what I'm trying to do? Because guys, the goal here is not how do you, how do you get more work done? The goal is how do you get the work done that matters to you? If the most important thing for you in the next three months is that you're training for a marathon, you've always wanted to run it and it means so much to you, if that's the priority, well, there's really clear direction for what you say no to and what you say yes to. But if you aren't aware of how you're currently using the time, you may think that you're giving your heart and soul to the goal, but really you're giving your heart and soul and energy and effort and productivity to things that are actually not going to help you in the long run. So a calendar review is a really easy way to just see what's going on. 
The other thing I love, because I never just want to talk to you about like how to grow your business, how to make more money, how to like those sort of things. I care way more that you're living a life that feels good to you. Not just looks good, not just, you know, you can like buy a nice car or like get the thing. No. Does your life feel good? Does it feel good? So another way that I suggest that you review is the pictures on your phone. This is a new one that I started doing, but I love it because you can go into, if you, I'm sure you can do this on any phone, but on Apple, you can go in and look at it by month. And I love reviewing the month. Are there a bunch of pictures of me having fun with my kids? Are there pictures of me doing things that are worthwhile? Are there things, am I showing evidence of a life well lived? And I don't really, if you follow me on social, you know, like I'm not super active on Instagram. I don't post a ton of pictures anymore. And so those things have to exist inside my phone. I'm trying to capture moments and memories and experiences in my life. I'm not trying to find something cute and pretty to put on my Instagram feed. So if that's the intention, I'm going to know at a glance, you know, there was a time in my life where maybe what would mostly be in my phone is like screenshots from social media or, you know, things that I was recording for work or what. And now it's like adorable photos of my kids or like pictures of random dogs that my boyfriend sent me because he thinks they're cute. Like it's a good life. It's a really good life. But to have that be the result, you have to be thoughtful and intentional about the steps that you're going to take to make that true. So the first piece in getting where you want to go is reviewing where you've been. And when you look back at the past three months, I just want to, I want you to ask yourself what parts of this felt really good. That's a really powerful, like grab your journal. You guys see me, I always have my journal around. Grab your journal, write it out. What parts of the last three months felt really good? What parts of the last three months really helped me get closer to the person I want to be, to the goal I want to achieve, to the revenue I'm aiming for? Like what were the things that really were effective? And those are two, like amazing if those are the same things, but it's not always What felt really good was going to La Pesina in Austin, Texas and eating fajitas with my boyfriend and having margaritas. That felt really good. And I want to make sure that that shows up in the next month, right? But that didn't necessarily help me get closer to the goals I have for work, right? Or that didn't help me, you know, on my health journey in running long distance or doing my yoga practice or whatever. So, I ask you first to look and see what feels good because yes, we want to recreate those things and then ask what worked because sometimes what works and what gives us traction is not necessarily the fun thing to do. We all know this. Like the thing that gets you the results that you want is you put your head down and you do the work. And sometimes that work is really life-giving and it's so much fun, but I have never met anybody who every single part of their job is fun. I was just trying to think of some options like a clown, but (laughs) even then, you know, that, that can't be clown life. Can't be all fun. Parts of it. Yes. But my point is that what worked, what's fun. You got to know what those things are. So people do this 
all the time. I just had I just had a gal on my team just said this to me the other day. She was like, you know, I was doing so well and I was feeling so good. I was getting up every day, walking the dog, meditating, and I just was feeling so great. And then I got off track and like, I just am not feeling good anymore. I'm not feeling that way anymore. And I'm like, um, so right. Um, okay. Just to confirm you were doing things that were making you feel really good, gaining the traction that you wanted to make and feeling really good throughout your day and having more energy. And then you stop doing those things and you don't understand why you're no longer feeling good. And I get it, dude. I have done this too, where I'm like, dang, I feel so much better. Or I, I get so much work done. If I just, you know, if I get my workout done in the morning, it sort of gives me energy. And then I'm not looking to caffeine to help me with my energy level and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like I have all the things that make me feel really good, but they don't always feel really good doing them. Sometimes it's more fun to sit and, you know, read a book. Sometimes it's more fun to just like sit and have coffee. Sometimes it's more fun to not get my workout in. Sometimes it's more fun. And I'm really graceful with myself. I'm so graceful with myself about when and how I show up. Because side note, I feel like we are so much more likely to take better care of ourselves if we don't beat the crap out of ourselves when we don't do it perfectly. So side note. But If you're not doing the things that you know work, don't expect anything to work. Right? Like, y'all, I know that this is, that is, you're like, hello, Captain Obvious. Sometimes we need someone to hit us upside the head with an obvious stick. Oh, okay. So you used to be doing these four things. Your business was thriving. You were feeling great. You had more energy. You no longer do those things. And you're not getting the same traction. And you're curious as to why. The thing is, it's not that you don't know why. It's that you know exactly what you have to do to get those same results or get better results, but you are daunted by the fact that you have to start again from scratch. You're pissed off that you you know, lost traction. You're pissed off that you have to start again. You don't want to start from zero. You think, oh gosh, you know, there, but there was a time where I was so much further ahead and now I've back. Who freaking cares. Bro, I'm going to talk to you like I'm talking to my 13-year-old son right now. Bro, who cares? Look, you are wasting time. You are losing more time crying about the fact that you've already lost time. This is life. Sometimes we're going to kill it. Sometimes we're going to have seasons that are hard and we're trying to figure out how to live through a pandemic and we lose traction. Okay. Accept it as part of life. Be graceful with yourself, accept it as part of life, and let's get to stepping. Let's get to moving. Let's get to, let's get back in. Get back in. You wish that you hadn't lost all that time. Great. That happens to all of us. So, what you're doing right now is you're beating yourself up, which kills any chance of momentum, any chance of motivation. You're beating yourself up and you're doing what we all do, because this is human nature. We look for the quick fix. We're like, no, I know the exact 10 steps I could take that make me feel better, look better, have more energy, you know, live in the life of my dreams, being the person I want to be, but it's hard. 
and I had it once and now I've lost and I don't want to start again. So I'm going to look, there must, you know what? I'm sure there's a diet that I just haven't tried yet. I'm sure that there's, you know what? I need to go sign up for another like workout thing. I need to go to another gym. I need to read another book. I need to go to another conference. I need to do, I just, I'm going to try and find, there must be something I don't know. No, you know, bro, you know, I know I'm saying bro. Bro's literally one of my favorite words. I call my five-year-old daughter bro all the time. I call my boyfriend bro. He's like, stop that. I'm English. I don't know. Don't call me bro. (laughs) So if you're like, why? Cause it's getting the job done. Pretend I'm like, we're in high school. Okay. I don't know sports, but like pretend it's, you're a football player. You're the quarterback. In this scenario, I am your coach and you gotta, it's the, I don't know football or sports, but like, it's the, whatever that final season is not the final season. It's like whatever the final game is of the season. And it's important. And we're trying to win state or something. And like, you got to throw it all the way down the field. You got to believe in yourself. And like, I give you some motivational speech in the lock. That's what's happening right now, bro. For you get over, get over it. Get over the fact that you are human. Be graceful with yourself be graceful, meaning be kind to yourself. Stop obsessing over what you wish you would have done. Nobody, nobody is living the perfect life that you demand of yourself. You are holding yourself to such an impossible standard that even when you have the best day you could possibly have, it's still not enough. And it will never be enough. There is not enough things that you can do that will make you feel like you've checked every box because tomorrow shows up again. And so if you're looking at the last three months and you're wishing that you had done them differently damn, like use that as motivation to approach the next three months in a different way. Don't lose the next 10 years because you wish that you had lived the last three months in a different way. Cause it's always going to be the last three months weren't how you wanted them to be. And suddenly it's a lifetime. Please look at what worked. Look at what felt good and ask how you can do more of those things. The third thing that I want you to do as you review, bro, (laughs) last one, I promise. The third one that I want you to think about as you review is when you were doing things that you know were really helping you, were making you feel good, that you were making traction, if you got thrown off, write down why. And it doesn't matter how insignificant the thing is. Because I don't know if y'all are like me, I can go so far off the rails in every part of my life because I ate a tortilla chip. Okay, like you're laughing maybe, or maybe some of you just like feel like I just read your diary. But the times in my past where I would feel like I'm killing it. I'm doing all the things. I'm moving my body. This feels good. I'm eating well. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm killing it at work. I'm doing all the things. And then like I go out to dinner with girlfriends and we order chips and guac and I eat 
tortilla chips and guac and it's delicious. And then it's like, I, I don't just like fall off the way. I, I leap, I take a flying leap. I'm like, oh, well you had chips and guac. So the rest of the dinner is, you know, and I'm just going to go binge everything. And then I'm going to have dessert. And then I get home and I feel like crap because I did that thing. And then the next morning, and it's just this spiral and it affects every area of my life. Now it's not just, oh, the food I'm going to eat. Now it's like, well, why even work out? Because you screwed up what you were trying to do. And I don't know if you hear this and you think it sounds crazy, but I know I am not the only person who can have such disordered thinking when it comes to kind of all or nothing. Like, oh, I have to be 100% perfect in every area of my life or then none of it counts. I didn't, you know, it's taken a lot of learning in my late 30s to realize how many times I did that earlier in my life. And one of the most beautiful lessons I think I've learned in the last handful of years is do it imperfectly. Better to just do the thing. If you haven't ever read the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, I really, I really highly recommend it. But when I read that book, there was one thing that I took away that I just thought was so beautiful. And I like have written it on post-its and put it all around the room, all around the room, all around my life. And it's this question, what can you do? Can is all caps, big. What can you do? Because an old way of thinking or a younger version of me way of thinking is this idea that if it's not totally perfect, that I just shouldn't do anything at all. You know, like, okay, well, if you're not going to do your hair, do your makeup, wear a cute outfit, do all the things, have perfect lighting, then you shouldn't even record a podcast today. Because it's like probably a lifetime of being raised to be a good girl, to be a people pleaser, to do it right, to do it well, to do all of those things, gave me a lot of false beliefs about myself and where my value lies. And I've worked really hard to get out of that, but I thought that was just such a good question of just every day throughout the day, like, yeah, but what can you do? And that's really helpful for me coming out of pandemic because the pandemic really changed the way I work. And I just want to say this real quick too. As I'm talking about all of this stuff, if there's something that you're like, man, take a deeper dive on that. Or what do you mean by this thing? Or like, can you help me with this? Call the hotline. If you haven't ever heard me do a podcast episode with a listener's question, you got to check them out. They're so fun. I think it's like the best content we do on the show because it comes from y'all. So in the show notes is the number for the hotline. Go call it. You can leave a message and just say, hey, Rach, this is what I'm wondering. You can say, don't use my voice if you do. Or you could say, yes, use my voice, which please let us use your voice because I think it makes the podcast funner. But anyway, if there's anything I'm saying that you're like, oh, take a deeper dive, you know, let me know. Happy, happy to go deeper. But I do ask myself, what can you do throughout the day? Because in pandemic, it really changed the way that I worked. And I've gotten into almost a thought process that like, oh, if I didn't have the whole team of people from work, or if I didn't have what I was used to that I couldn't produce. And it's funny because being having to work out of the house, which I love, is what taught me that I could make great content from anywhere. 
and have worked really hard to figure out, okay, how do I change this need for perfection? It's why I'm doing this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching me like I'm not wearing makeup. I'm not even wearing a bra. Why do you think this camera is like neck up? My hair is wild because I'm recording this for y'all in Hawaii. So my hair is like frizzy and fabulous. And I like to think that the content is real and authentic and I hope that it's helpful to you and that that has nothing to do with the way that I look. I had to actually ask myself better questions and kind of unlearn things. And I wonder if it would be helpful to you as you go through the next three months to ask, okay, what can I do? I'm going to stop focusing on all the things I can't do or all the things that aren't working. I am only going to focus on what I can control. That's a po- that is powerful as hell. If you want to make some crazy ass traction in your life, y'all, just do things that you can do and that you can control. This helps with anxiety. This helps with productivity. This helps with traction. It's so powerful to just go, okay, yeah, but what resources do I have? Right? I, I'm sure you've heard me tell the story before of my very first book gets turned down by every single publisher in the world. Everybody we sent it to was like, nobody will read this. And the last day they got the last call that said like, no, thank you. We don't want to publish this book. Sat down on the bathroom floor and wept, cried from my soul. Cause I, I literally, the thought in my head was like, my dream, my dreams are dead. I'm never going to be an author. I'm never going to have a published book. My dreams are dead. And somewhere, I really feel like this is my inner knowing or my guides or God, something divine gave me this thought. Wait, I already did the hard part. I already did the hard part. I wrote the book. I did the hard part. So is there a way that I could be an author and have a book without a publisher? And the answer is yes, you could self-publish a book, which I did which launched my publishing career, which is honestly that decision that I made on a bathroom floor is the reason you know my name today. Straight up. Everything that happened in my career didn't happen fast, but was the result of that moment and a thousand others like it where I just thought, okay, but what can I do? What can I do? So you're going to ask yourself what worked. You're going to ask yourself what felt good. You're going to ask yourself, when I got off track, what was it and why? Because sometimes it's as simple as tortilla chips. And that means, okay, then I need to do a deeper dive on my relationship with food, or I need to do a deeper dive on my relationship with working out, or I need to do a deeper dive on my relationship with perfectionism. Slash also, until I get to the place where I can be healthier about that process, then I probably, if I'm in the midst of a flow and things are going really well, I probably shouldn't go to dinner at a Mexican restaurant with my girlfriends. Maybe we should go to sushi. Maybe we should go to a place where I'm less likely to feel triggered by some weird reaction, right? Set yourself up for success. I want us all to be healthy and unpack our stuff and figure out why we believe what we believe and do it all. But in the meantime, I want us to have strategy about how to navigate around it without the walls crumbling down. And if you didn't get that whole conversation about your life getting thrown off by a tortilla chip, then I hope that means you were raised with a much healthier relationship with yourself than I was. But just real talk, 
I don't know what it's going to be for you. But chances are, if you're a human being, you have stuff that triggers you. And if you know what those triggers are, you can do the work to get healthy and get past them. And until that time, you can do the work to learn how to navigate around them so they're not an issue. Okay. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to call your shot. Three months from today, I dot, dot, dot. Grab a journal, grab a piece of paper, do it into your phone. If you want to do audio, you could do a, a video could be really cool. But three months from today, I, I want to be in the healthiest place of my life emotionally and spiritually. Three months from today, I want to be a more grounded and centered mama. Three months from today, I want to have $1,000 in my savings account. Three months from today, you know, it'll be summertime and I want to like be on the beach with my best friends. Like it doesn't matter what it is. This is your vision, not mine. But the issue is that so few people actually think about where they want to go that they don't understand how much control they have over where they're going. You create your own reality. You are creating this life that you live today, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, you have created this life. Now, 100% are there things in the world around us that affect us that we have no control over? Of course there are. Where you're born, um, the access that you have, the resources that you have, you know, the, the pandemic that we just lived through, you know, are, do you have a job right now? Do you not have a job right now? Are you in school? Like there are outside forces that absolutely affect who we are, how we show up, what is going on in the world, hundred percent. But you are in charge. You are in charge of where you're going. You are in charge of your thought process. You are in charge of your mindset. You are in charge of what you focus on and what you focus on, you create. Now, believe me, I understand that there are times in life where it doesn't feel like you're in control of your thoughts, where it doesn't feel like you're in control of your anxiety, where it doesn't feel like you are in control of what happens next, but you are. You can be guided by something divine. You could be doing this in process with your creator. You can be doing this with a partner, but you get to decide how you live out each and every day. hundred percent. I have met people who had hundreds of millions of dollars and were miserable a-holes. And I have met some of the kindest people in the world who are janitors, right? And not just kind, fucking joyful. I will not, I've probably told you guys this. I, I feel like I've talked about it on like four podcast episodes. One of the greatest examples of leadership I have ever seen in my life, and I will never forget it, was about four years ago, I was walking through an airport and there was an older man. Um, he was with a crew of people, like the people who, if you've ever been in an airport and you see the people who push the wheelchairs, like they'll go to the plane and they'll get older passengers or people who need help in the wheelchair and then they'll take them to their next gate. And it was that group of people. I literally just got chills thinking about it. So it's a group of like 20 people and they're all in their vests and their outfits. And it's the, you can tell it's the morning meeting and y'all, I travel a lot and have traveled a lot for years. And I have never seen this before or since. And I wish, God, I'm like so sad that I don't know what airport I was in or the guy's name because it just was so inspiring. So I'm walking 
through a terminal and I look over in this group of people and they've all got their wheelchairs and they're, they're wearing their vests and you can tell it's like the morning meeting before they go to their day. And there's an older man who's got to be in his late sixties and he's just this slight little man and he is so freaking joyful so hyping up his squad. So, and I, just in the moments that I walked by, he was like, we have the best job in the world. Like we get to be the light in someone's life today. We get to make someone's travel day so much better. Like, and you're, I'm literally watching like the 20 people are nodding and they're so into it. And they like freaking believe this guy doesn't have a job. This guy has a mission. And not only that, this is a job that most people would look at and be like, oh, that's the most boring job in the world, right? Like, oh, that guy's like wearing a vest and like pushing people around the airport. And like who would, most people would judge that job. And that man had a freaking mission. And not only did he have a mission, but as a leader, he was hyping up everybody else. I guarantee, I wish I knew what airport it was. I guarantee that that's the kind of place where constantly whoever the supervisor is, is getting emails and calls and notes just saying like, oh man, your crew just took care of us. Your crew just turned this day around, right? It's the waitress that goes the extra mile to make sure that the single mom and her kids have like the best burger night ever, right? It's the person who cares. It's the intentionality. It's the joy. It's the kindness. It's the love. It's not about money. It's not about money. You are in control of your thought process because what you focus on is the life you create. That man in the airport, 100% could have focused on my job's boring. I hate this dumb maroon vest. This is, I don't get paid enough money. I don't know. That man said, we are leaders. We get to be the light in someone's day. We get to remind people what God looks like when it comes through humans and shows up out in the world. He made it a mission because of what he focused on. So what I need you to understand today is that the life you want to have is entirely about your understanding that you control your focus. And it's not, guys, it's not a light switch. It's not a light switch. You don't get to just flip it on and then all of a sudden you never think any negative thoughts again. You never get angry again. You never get frustrated. You never get anxious. That's not how it works. It is a practice. The reason I've gotten so into yoga in the last six months or maybe nine months now is because I love the idea that it is a practice. It's not, there's no perfection here. You go into a studio and there's 20 people in the room. You are looking at 20 different pieces of the journey. Maybe someone's a total beginner. Maybe someone's a total pro. Maybe some people are intermediate. Some people are trying it for the first time since having a baby. Some people are, you know, using it for healing purposes. Some people, it's a spiritual practice, has nothing to do with physicality. That's awesome. It's a practice. And you focusing on the life you want to create, not the life you have, that's a practice. But it doesn't happen without intentionality. If you didn't listen to it, I posted an episode, one of my, every single Monday I do episodes called A Quick Word. So it's just 10 minutes, sub 10 minute. Like if you got eight minutes or whatever, you jump in and listen to just a quick little word. And I did one recently on intentionality. What is it to be intentional? It's you have to know where you want to go. 
what do you want to create? And I do this in every area of my life. Spirituality, as a mom, as a partner, as a creator for you guys, as a a member of my community, like how do I want to show up in the world? I had this, um, we're here in Hawaii and this, I am living this life that I dreamed about for years but didn't make manifest until I got intentional about it. And one of the things just to, to sort of reframe, maybe this helps you in your process is that I, I love, love, love this. I love Hawaii, specifically Oahu. It's my favorite Island. And I wanted to be here for years and I wanted to figure out how to do it. And, um, I used to say all the time, like, Oh, I want, I, I want to spend half the year in Hawaii. I'm based in Austin, Texas is where my kids go to school, but I want to spend half the year in Hawaii. And I tried to figure that out forever, but I'm like, dang, I really don't know how to pull that off. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there are ways and whatever, but I'm not homeschooling. Shout out to all of you homeschooling parents. You are, you all need trophies and, you know, three weeks at the spa and a million dollars, but, um, homeschooling is not for me. And so I was like, I don't know how to do it. And like, how do I spend half the year and what? And like all of this stuff. And then when we're intentional, when we make the decision, right? That's the piece that's missing is like, are you interested or are you committed? Because when you commit, when you stop saying, oh, I want to spend more time here or, oh, I want to do that thing. When you flip that to, I live half the year in Hawaii when you flip it and you use that language, well, now your brain, your subconscious starts trying to help you figure out how, well, how could that be true? You don't live half your year. And hello, shout out to all my start today journal friends who do the start today journal with me. This is the idea behind that, right? Is like, okay, well, if I'm writing it down every day and I'm claiming it as if it's already happened, if I'm saying, I live in Hawaii half the year over and over and over and over and over. Your subconscious is just like, okay, bro, how do we figure this out? Like what, what would have to be possible for you to make that happen? And there's all sorts of things that have to be possible, right? Like financial, you have to figure that out in your job. You have to figure that out. But you know what the big crazy change was for me? Whenever I have these breakthroughs, like whenever I manifest something massive and then realize it was like, always right in front of me, but I just couldn't figure it. I want to like punch myself in the head, but I stopped thinking of the time consecutively. So for the longest time, I'd wanted to spend half my year in Hawaii. And in my brain, I thought, okay, that means six months in Hawaii and then six months in Austin, Texas. And then one day I was like, oh my gosh, what if I could spend half my time in Hawaii, but it's not going to be six months in a row. It's going to be one week here, three weeks there two months during the summer. And I'm just going to keep accumulating the time. And basically anytime I have the opportunity to come here, I do. And it means figuring things out, right? It means like I'm here right now because my kids are with their dad. That isn't something that has been available to me for a few months. So that meant that if I wanted to come here, okay, now all the kids are involved and like, Every single time I just keep figuring it out in the moment. Okay, well, how, okay, but if we did this and we could go for spring break and I just, and I understand that what I'm saying is financially, this is not something that I could have done 10 years ago. Financially, I couldn't have put all my kids on a plane to Hawaii 
for spring break. I just, I couldn't have done that. But it is something that's possible today because it's also a shot that I called. You know, if you read Stop Apologizing, you heard me talking about how much I love Hawaii and how I wanted to spend time here, that it was something I just kept saying over and over and over. And as a side note, I know a lot of people who, if they made a certain amount of money or made any money, they just put it into a savings account, like for someday. And I don't believe in someday, right? I don't believe in, in saving the nice China for when, you know, it's a special occasion. I believe in using the nice China to eat Taco Bell, right? I think if you're alive and it's Wednesday, it's a good day to have a good day. I've seen too many people. I've lost too many people I love. I'm not waiting for someday. I'm not buying in. Yeah, I have money for retirement or whatever, but like my accountant despairs of me because all my extra money, I'm not even lying. It goes into travel. It goes into travel and like my health. Those are the two things I splurge on. Clearly I'm not splurging on makeup or clothes. It's that. It's experiential. One is my health because in order for me to be the person I want to be, the mom I want to be, the partner I want to be, and the leader I want to be for you guys, I've got to be in the best health I can be, right? I've got to do therapy. I've got to, you know, have blood work when things are off. I've got to meet with a doctor about my hormones. I've got to get massages because I'm a long distance runner. And if I don't do that, then I get back problems and then my back makes my head hurt. And it's like a whole thing. So I splurge on health and I splurge on travel for real. And it's so different than the way that most people would live their life. And that's okay. You know, my, uh, my ex, he gets to do whatever he wants, but that we have very different ways of thinking about what to do or, and I think a big part of that is that I live in an abundance mindset. I believe there's enough for all of us. I believe that I don't need to make a hundred gajillion dollars a year to know that God is providing and the universe is providing and it's all available. I believe if a hundred of you listening to this, go start podcasts and you're a female podcaster and you talk about the same stuff I talk about and that awesome. Like I just don't, uh, scarcity, anytime I find myself in a scarcity mindset, I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. That's an old way of thinking. We don't do that anymore. So none of those things, not understanding scarcity versus abundance, not being able to spend more time in Hawaii, not being able to have money for travel, not none of that happens without the intentionality of saying, in three months, I will dot, dot, dot. Right, I'm doing this hobby right now where I'm learning how to write songs. You maybe have heard me talk about this a little bit. I went, I've been doing a bunch of trips to Nashville and I'm learning to play guitar and I'm having all of these amazing opportunities. And I understand that like the chance to be with certain songwriters or take these trips to Nashville, that doesn't happen if I don't have the success and have sold all the books and have done the things that give me that opportunity. But at the same time, my success and my book sales aren't what are teaching me to play guitar. My success and my book sales aren't what mean that I have a notebook right now filled with lyrics. That was me last year going, you know what? Like what's something that I could do just for me? What's something that doesn't have a dollar amount attached to it? I'm not trying to sell it. I'm not trying to make it a success that I just love. 
and you can roll your eyes, but music is my thing. If you've ever been to a conference, you know music is my thing. If you follow me on Spotify, you know music is my thing. I think music is medicine. And I was like, well, I know how to write books. I wonder if I could write songs. And it turns out I totally can. But that opportunity, like I'm going to go later this month, I have a songwriting trip in Nashville, which is like so exciting. And it just means I'm going in and every single day I'm with a different songwriter, a different band or whatever. And like, we're working out. That's freaking awesome. But that songwriting trip is something I started talking about literally nine months ago. Nine months ago, I started doing research and figuring it out and talking to people and saying like, hey, is this a crazy idea? And like, what would I need to know how to do? And all of that preparation is leading me to the chance to go have this experience. And it's the same with you. You need to call your shot. Three months from today, dot, 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 right? Like we're, okay, we're listening, we're doing this in April. So let's say May, June, July. Let's say, no, I'm gonna give you even a second more. August, beginning of August. What's the life that you want to have? What's the traction? You know, you want to write a book. Okay. By the beginning of August, I'll have 30,000 words. By the beginning of August, I will have run 10 miles without passing out, right? It doesn't matter what it is, but it matters that you know. I cannot stress this to you enough. You are creating this reality. What do you want to create? What do you want to create? Because if you can at least figure that out, you can start taking steps to get there. All right. We've talked about where we've been. We've talked about where we want to go. And I just want to land this plane. I want to wrap this up and give you some tactical advice for things that you can do every single day that will help keep this top of mind. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is to think about affirmations. Now, In the past, I haven't loved affirmations because I think that they're often taught to people in the wrong way. So it'll sort of be like, you know, have an affirmation and then that becomes your reality. So the affirmation is like, I'm not scared. I don't know. I'm making it up. Like they'll tell people like, oh, you're scared to call customers and pitch your potential product or service. And so you need an affirmation to help you. And then they'll say, you know, the effort, like, I'm not scared. Say it a thousand times a day. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not. If you don't actually do affirmations correctly, you will create the exact thing that you're trying not to create. So for instance, if you're saying I'm not scared, the word that's the most alarming to your psyche, to your subconscious is the word scared. So every single time you're saying I'm not scared, you're actually triggering inside of yourself the reminder that you are. So an affirmation that's done correctly can be so powerful. And I want to make sure, I'm sure there's a ton of videos you can watch on YouTube from people who are much smarter about this than I am. But what I would suggest to you is like, what is the version of yourself or what is the reality that you need to be true in order for that thing to be made manifest. So when you look at your journal and it says three months from today or in August, okay, what needs to be true in order for that to happen? That should be your affirmation. So let's say you have your own business and the most you've ever brought home in a month is $4,000. That's amazing. Good for you. Love that. But you really want to grow your revenue. 
All right. So the affirmation I would choose is something that feels like a stretch, but also feels like, you know what? Yeah, I could figure that out. Because if you say like, I make a million dollars a month and you say that over and over and over and over and over, there's a very good chance you're wasting your breath because the response that you're going to have or that your subconscious is going to have is going to be like, what? A million dollars a month? Bro, you're going to make $12 million a year? At what? It's so crazy. It's so outlandish that you're not actually going to help yourself. So an affirmation that feels like a stretch, but also feels like, you know, if you showed up as the very best version of yourself and you killed it, you focused on what you could control and you did those things, you actually freaking did the stuff that you need to do. You're like, yeah, I could get there. So maybe it's like, I bring home $6,000 a month and you, I bring home $6,000 a month. I bring home $6,000 a month. I bring home at least $6,000 a month. So when I'm looking for an affirmation, I'll try out different things to see what resonates better with me vibrationally. And if you don't know what I'm talking about vibrationally, go back and listen to a two-part episode I did about how to manifest. So it was manifesting for beginners. It starts, I think it's episode 222. So vibrationally, what affirmation is going to make you feel the best when you're saying it. So I bring home at least $6,000 every single month. I bring home at least. Now, real quick, I want to just have you pay attention to language in your affirmation because I really believe you can manifest anything. And if you're not careful, you'll manifest what you want in the wrong way. So for example, notice that I'm saying I bring home, I bring home So in business terms, you'd say, I net, I have a net profit of $6,000 a month. I bring home at least $6,000 a month is different than I make $6,000 a month. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had a business over the years. I've been in the same business for a very long time, but I can't tell you when I was younger as an entrepreneur, I could make all the money, but I was really bad at ever having any profit. So it's not enough that you make 6,000. It's an, it's matters that you say that you want to bring that home. So the affirmation is really powerful because once you find one that really resonates with you, the reason it's so good is because you are giving yourself something to focus on. Remember where focus goes, energy flows. You can create anything. You are creating a life based on what you are focusing on. So when you start to feel anxious, when you start to feel scared, when you start to go down an old rabbit hole, when you feel like, why am I even doing this? It's never going to work. I want you to use your affirmation to remind yourself where you're going. Nope, we don't think that way. I bring home at least $6,000 every single month. And I like to say it over and over all day long. Anytime it pops into my head, oh, my affirmation, right? I'm going to just say it a couple of times. And while you're saying it, I want you to visualize it. What is it going to look like the first time that you look in your bank account and see that you have put at least $6,000 into it? Are you going to show anybody? You're going to call your best friend. You're going to call your mama. I want you to imagine that you're in your bank app on your phone and you're showing your husband for the first time ever, you brought home at least $6,000 this month. 
right? I want you to imagine that you're going to take your mama to a nice dinner at her favorite steakhouse using the money from the first time that you brought home at least 6,000. I want you to see that because if you visualize those things, it's going to make you excited. It's going to make you feel good. And when we attach emotion to vision, that's where freaking magic happens. So the emotion that a lot of people tend to dwell on are the negative emotions right? It's the stuff that feels hard. It's the stuff that feels scary because we're wired to think about that instead of thinking about where we're going. So come up with an affirmation, use the visualization. And the beauty here is that when you start to to think in a way that you know is not aligned with who you want to become, you're going to interrupt that pattern. You're going to interrupt the pattern. You interrupt the pattern by inserting the vision. You interrupt the pattern by saying that affirmation. If you are this kind of person, I want you to put that affirmation on post-its all over your house. I want you to write it on the mirror. I want you to make it the screensaver on your phone. I want you to tell your friends. I want you to tell your family. And I'm saying if you're this kind of person, because I know that not all of you have the kind of support in your life where people will hype you up for naming the goal. So if you don't have those people, that's okay. I didn't have those people for a very long time. And I put it in places that I wouldn't be judged for or that people wouldn't make fun of me. And it works. And sometimes that can be incredible motivation because you're like, I'm going to show you, right? So the first thing that you're doing is interrupting that pattern and then you're replacing it with a new thought. The affirmation is the new thought. And you do this over and over and over throughout your day when you're on your run, when you're driving to work. You know, I love to have different songs that I associate with different visions. I've talked to you guys about this, like putting on a specific song. I don't know why, but Viva La Vida by Coldplay is a big manifesting song for me. So whenever I hear it, I like it'll come on the radio and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to manifest. I'm supposed to vision cast right now. The reason that I do it over and over and over is because it becomes habit. It becomes habit to think about where you're going. It becomes habit to focus on the positive. It becomes habit to believe in yourself. And when it becomes habit, it becomes subconscious. Right now, there's a very strong chance that you don't have to think about how to tie your shoe, right? You don't have to think about how to drive your car. You've done it so much, it's subconscious for you. We want the beliefs we have about where we're going and the positivity and the high vibration about that vision, we want that to be subconscious. Because when that becomes subconscious, it is absolutely insane how fast your goals manifest. Because if it becomes subconscious, it becomes who you are. It becomes the way you live your life. You carry yourself differently. You speak differently. You're open to new things. You talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to. And in taking that action that you wouldn't normally take, you're pushing the dream so much further along. You're getting access and resources and meeting people you wouldn't normally meet. It's crazy how fast it's happening. See, the thing is, you're manifesting right now. You're manifesting this life right now. And sometimes that can be really empowering and sometimes that can be terrifying. But if you're not sure whether or not you've manifested the reality you find yourself in, I want you to have a really honest conversation about your thoughts. Do you focus on what you can control or what you can't? Do you focus on gratitude or do you focus on lack? Because whatever you believe, you will create. 
And I think it's so possible for you to have this thing, whatever it is. And then once you achieve success in one area, then you focus on another. And once you achieve success in that, then you do something else. And the beauty of this life is there's always going to be something new and wonderful for you to evolve into. But you have to know that you are in control of that evolution. Guys, I am Rachel Hollis. And if you've made it this far, I got to assume you like, I hope you got something out of it. You like the show. Please, please, please do me a favor. Subscribe. It's the best thing you can do for a podcast host is to subscribe to their channel. If you dug this episode, if you think it'll help someone, send it to your sister, your mama, your friends, spread the word. I think it's the best kind of leadership we've got is when something helps us, we use it to help other people. I will be back with another episode soon. And until then, I want you to remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.